What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Start Down. I'm your host, Mike Ficarra, and you're probably asking yourself, what is The Start Down? Well, we all know the startup is a great idea or a business that maybe you're just getting going, but I want to talk about what happens when you get to work, and that's what The Start Down is all about. We're going to bring great guests here for you on the show, people who have had massive success, people who are trying to build businesses, and I'm even going to share with you some of my own experiences. And I always say, this is a little bit like a buffet. Take what you need and leave the rest. So without further ado, let's head to the show. What's going on? Welcome to another exciting episode of The Start Down. I am so grateful that you tuned into this episode, and I appreciate you, especially all of you subscribed to the podcast that listen every day when the podcast drops on Tuesdays each week. Uh, and if you are not subscribed, please visit thestartdown.com. You can subscribe there. If you want to learn more about me, visit mikefacara.com. But I really want to dig into today's topic. And, you know, I thought about this for two reasons, you know, and, and like I said, I've been talking about this a lot in the last few episodes. I am in my Super Bowl season, uh, especially for a lot of my education clients. We are just continually, you know, crushing it, trying to find more clients, more opportunities. This is when we sell. This is when schools are, are looking at their funds. They have their budgets. They're planning. They're getting ready for the opening of school. Some schools were less than 30 days away from the opening of school. We start teacher trainings next week. So I'm excited. And, you know, it takes me back. I, I started off in the classroom. Some of you may know, I taught high school for the better part of uh, about 10 years and taught everything from ethics, Bible, psychology, technology. I was a director of curriculum, just did a lot of different things in the schools and in the classrooms. Then after I left, I worked for a private educational company. We worked on building curriculum and selling technology platforms throughout the country and continued to, to really work in that space for another four or five years after I was out of the classroom. Still the core of my business, but I work with a variety of different clients now. But one client I was working with, one time in telecommunications. I'll never forget this. Flew out to California, do a training for his sales staff, get him familiar with one of the products we were integrating. And, and you know, he was telling me a lot about what they did. You know, really need to see some of these vendors. I got to go visit, you know, these, these franchise sales businesses throughout the country that had a lot of history. And it was really neat to walk in because you saw like, you know, old equipment, things have been around for a while. Some of the place have been around 30, 40 years and they were making transitions to the new. But some things, you know, never change and never stay the same. And I always asked a lot of questions, right? Because that's how I learn. You know how long you've been here. You know, you know what, what's your biggest weakness? What's the favorite thing you guys enjoy doing? And then I would say, well, tell me about your salespeople. And I'll never forget this one guy out in California. He was out in Van Nuys, and and, and I remember being there because I stayed right next to the Van Nuys Airport, which was really cool because uh, I'm a big Entourage fan, and and Entourage shot a lot of great scenes there at the Van Nuys Airport, but. You know, one of the things that he told me and one of the things that he said to me was that teachers make the best salespeople. He said, Mike, you know, I've hired so many people. I've hired veteran sales guys. I've heard, heard you know, hired guys that have been in the industry forever with huge Rolodexes. And, you know, they had all these great contacts. Because we all make all these great sales. Uh, he goes, and some did well. He goes, but most of them died on the vine. He goes, but, you know, nine times out of 10, if I hired a former teacher or someone who had taught before, he goes, I don't care if they taught kindergarten, high school or college, they ended up being a great salesperson. And, and 
and you know, I asked him why, and we really, uh, it was funny because we had to drive about three hours to go see one client on one of the days I was there, and we talked about this in the car a lot, and you know, he kind of gave three key reasons, and I really want to talk about those now, and it's something to think about because really, you don't have to be a teacher to really make this happen. And and that's kind of the cool thing I think about this. You don't have to be a teacher in order to make this happen and, and, and incorporate it into your sales. And, and you know, uh, you may be saying, well, I'm not a salesperson. Uh, we could have this argument at another time, but everyone's a salesperson, right? I don't care what you do. You're selling yourself to your boss or your team or whatever you're doing. It's a great management advice. And, and, and in working in education, you know, I did see a lot of good teachers. I saw a lot of bad teachers or not a lot of bad teachers. I saw a few bad teachers, a lot of good teachers. And I saw some amazing teachers and they always had these qualities that he talked about. The first thing he talked about was, you know, teachers make great salespeople because they don't sell to you, they teach you. And I thought that was such a, a profound statement. And I, you know, when I asked him what do you mean by that, he says, well, you know, if we had a product and they were going to the product, they didn't, you know, tell the client, well, you know, you, you should really buy this because it does this, because it does that. You know, they would, the teachers would ask questions, you know, well, what are you guys, you know, struggling with right now? Okay, well, you know, uh, our phone system can help solve that. Let me show you how it works. And they would really teach them how to use the equipment. And by using the equipment and getting hands on with it, the customer, you know, then sort of got to ask the questions they want and learn and need to learn and adapt about with it. You know, when I think back to my days in the classroom, if I just went and, you know, especially when I taught psychology or, or ethics or, or something a little more philosophical, I just went and said, hey, you should believe this. You need to do this. You need to think this. It would have never worked for my kids. You know, um, I always had to tell them, OK, you know, tell me about you guys. Let's have a discussion about this. Let's understand what you're doing. There's so much engagement that goes on in the classroom, even at a young age. You know, um, when we even when we teach kids to do something as simple as addition, we teach them all these different ways to approach it. And, and what are you thinking when you do this? You know, if we have one thing over here and we have one thing over here and we put it together. How many do we have? And the answer is two, right? We show kids how to do this. It's something as simple as addition. We do this one when they're very little and all the way up to college and adulthood, we have people explain things and they get into cohorts and, uh, you know, they, they have to uh, do group projects. Why? Cause we want them to explain things. So the number one reason was that, that, or the first reason is that teachers don't sell you. They try to teach you things. So it was, it was, you didn't feel like you were being sold to, you thought that you were being taught something. And that really laid the foundation for the next two things, right? Was that the client then learned how to apply apply the product or skill, it's not forced on them. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, what happens when you walk into, you know, I'm actually car shopping right now, right? I'm looking for a new car. And, you know, what's the first thing when you walk into the car dealership, all the car salesmen sort of come swarming at you. Oh, no, I don't need anything. I'm good, right? No no one wants to be sold to. No one wants to be pitched. No one wants to, to do anything. And, you know, the sales guys that just want to make the sale will flurry away. And then there's always one or two guys that, that, that lay back. And those are the guys I like to work with. I say, well, no, that's fine. But, you know, tell me a little bit about what are you looking for? What do you need? Well, I got four kids. I need a big car, blah, 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 blah. You know, they started listening. That's who I'll usually end up buying from. And, you know, that was really the second thing that he talked about. He says that, you know, the client doesn't feel forced into the product. They feel like they made the decision. They made the choice. And, you know, a lot of times when you force a sale on somebody or you force someone to buy something, they don't feel comfortable and they feel unhappy. And when they're unhappy, who do they go to? The person that sold in the product. You know, it's funny. Um, I've been getting, and, and we all get this, right? The, the MLM pitches, and, and I'm not knocking MLM at all, um, but you get that scripted pitch where it's like, hey, Mike, you know, I, I know I just friended you and this may seem out of the blue, but you know, I just wanted to see how you're doing. Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. And then there's this long scripted message. My company's done X, you know, hundred millions of dollars and it's cutting edge and it's changing this and it's changing that, but there's no relationship built, right? They may have the best product in the world, but as soon as I see that I'm getting pitched on, you know, can I add you to a Facebook group or, or can I, ha- you know, have you watch this video? It doesn't teach me anything. You know, if you ask me like, Hey, you know, you know, like I know some of them are CBD startups and some are uh, MLMs, you know, some of them are health 
you know, hey, are you having health issues? You know, ask me some questions. Well, listen, if you're having health issues, you know, yeah, you know, yes, this is a a business. There's an opportunity, but if I put you in there, you can maybe you know see some things to deal with. Maybe the back pain you're feeling, or the joint pain you're feeling, or you're not sleeping well, or whatever it may be. You know, give me the solution, and that's what teachers do. They provide you with the solution. Uh, like I said, think back to your classroom days. Think back to when you were in the classroom. You know, did your teacher just come and give you the answers? No, they taught you how to do it. You had to figure out how to find the answers sometimes, either through homework or worksheets, and then they would test you to see if you knew it. If we do the same things in sales, like I said, it's not forced. Uh, you're not forcing people to do things, and you're not forcing them to make decisions that maybe they didn't want to make at all. The third thing is, so let's look at these, right? First one is uh, you, you, you teach them, you don't sell them, right? So teachers teach people, they don't sell them. Second thing is people learn how to apply the product or skill, it's not forced. They're making the decision to buy. The third thing, and I thought this was really the most amazing thing when he said this to me. I was waiting for some sort of revelation or some sort of insight. He says, you build a relationship. He said, my teachers were the best at building a relationship with clients, they, they just knew, they cared, they, they'd follow up more before, after, and during the sale. Um, you know, they, they really cared and built a relationship with the clients. And that's what made teachers win. He says he had teachers making, you know, you know high six figures um, in sales, <laughs> really, just because they were building relationships. He says, listen, they don't, they don't know jack about the product. They don't know how it works. They don't know how, how to use it. If, if they had to give technical support, they'd be clueless. But they, their clients would always come to them. They were loyal because they built a relationship. And when you think about it, you know, think about the greatest teacher you ever had think about the greatest teacher you ever had you built a relationship with them right we all have our favorite teachers uh whether it was a teacher in elementary middle high school college whatever it may be why because they built a relationship with you probably they took the time out to take interest in you they taught you something that maybe led you to the career you're in or there was some sort of revelation or they built that relationship and you know relationship sales is nothing new um but I think we forget that sometimes, you know, I've even bought things from uh, friends and, and, and people that are, uh, you know, or I've met at networking events, developed a relationship with, had a lot of communication. And as soon as I bought the product from them, I don't hear from them at all anymore. I don't, I don't hear anything from them, you know, so they don't continue the relationship, which is fine, but I'm not going to recommend them to someone else then. And, and, you know, like, but teachers really have this ongoing, you know, lifelong relationship they build with you. I know even a lot of my students that I taught when I was a teacher, I still communicate with them. I still hear from them on social media. I've hired some of them to work in my business uh, with me. Uh, we've collaborated on projects together. They've sent me referrals. You know, I've been able, you know, some of my students I've even seen become lawyers. You know, I've been able to ask them things about my business. I mean, you name it. Like, you know, it's just created such a vast network, uh, social media. I've got, gotten a lot of help with that. So, you know, when you think about the relationship you build with a teacher, if you could build that same type of relationship with your clients where they always remember you, they're always going to come and buy from you. I don't care if your sales cycle is, you know, one month, three months, you know, three years, 10 years, 30 years, they're always going to remember you and always going to work with you, right? So why do teachers make the best salespeople that reviews us? Three things is they, they don't sell you, they teach you, right? They don't sell you, they teach you. Second thing is your clients then learn how to apply the product or skill it's not forced right because we're just teaching them how to do it and the third thing is you build a relationship like i said just really cool conversation i had uh probably going about you know it's getting on there now probably about five six years back but really stuck with me uh one of the reasons why every time i go out and i'm working with a client and we're building you know a new sales script for them or or we're trying to get their product to market i was looking how can we teach people more about this how can we have people learn more about this product and that's really what it's all about so uh listen really appreciate 
appreciate everybody tuning in today. Like I said, if you are not subscribed, please go to thestartdown.com and subscribe, mikevacara.com to learn a little bit more about me. I am super excited. Headed up to New York with my team this weekend, or actually this week. We leave Wednesday. We're going to see Brian Cristiano from Bold Worldwide for Bold University. We're going to be learning, leveling up. Ryan's going to be out there. I got my client, Mike Blanco, coming out there. I just found out uh, my videographer, Andrew's coming out there as well. So super excited. Going to have a, a bunch of people from the team out there. Looking forward to doing some amazing networking, building some amazing clientele, working with some amazing people. So really appreciate it. Like I said, guys, uh, make sure you're following me on social media. MikeVacara.com has got a link to all my social media. I'll be doing some Facebook Lives and some streams and some other things from that event. And if you guys don't follow Brian Cristiano at Bold CEO, make sure you guys follow him as well, even if you don't go to the event, which I think if you're listening to this on Tuesday, there may be a few tickets left. Really a great, great event to attend. Uh, A great opportunity up in New York. But either way, I'll be streaming. I will be putting a lot of content out. More importantly, next week's podcast will most likely be a follow-up and a summary of what happened at the event. So have a great one. Once again, appreciate you tuning in and go out there and crush it this week, guys. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of The Start Down. Once again, I am your host, Mike Vicara. Make sure you visit me at MikeVicara.com, where you will see links to all my social media, where I'm bringing content like this every day on how you can grow your business and your personal brand. Once again, new episodes dropping every Tuesday, so make sure that you guys like, subscribe, and share the podcast so that you can keep up with what's going on. Once again, appreciate you guys tuning in. I will see you on the next episode of The Start Down.